Hey, everybody, you're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I am super excited to come to you today with a very, very real episode. So normally I have some major, major takeaways in our episodes. And today I hope there will be some lessons for you, but I'm going to spend a lot of time just talking about this month and what happened in my own business. And hopefully I think you can take away some learnings from this for your own business. So I'll be sharing what worked, what didn't work, some things I'm thinking about going forward, because I know that for a lot of you, this month has been a bit of a struggle. So let's put our heads together and figure it out as a team. All right, let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode than I normally do, but I hope you will appreciate it. I've been trying to sit down and think about what type of episodes I want to create for you guys. And I would say this month has just been very overwhelming and probably not in like the best way. So I was really struggling to put together an episode for this week. I know I'm actually a week behind with episodes. So I actually missed a week, which is my first time missing a week since I guess back in the summer of last year. So I apologize about that, but things have just been a little bit crazy with my business and trying to keep up with interviews and all this kind of stuff has just been really overwhelming. I'm not currently actually doing any coaching right now. Decided to, although I opened that up, I decided to close that back up again and really just focus my time on my primary business, which is encircled my slow fashion brand. So if you're new to this podcast, you might be thinking, what in the heck is she talking about? So I'm Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of Encircle, the seven-figure slow fashion brand. We like to think about creating a wardrobe that does it all. So the idea that customers don't have to compromise on their ethics, sustainability, comfort, style with our brand, we really do it all. And I run this podcast. I also have a coaching business. I just wrapped up my business mentoring with Marie Forleo and her B-School students, which is really exciting. P.S. She's doing a summer session. I'm not involved in that one, but it will be open for enrollment soon, I'm sure, if you're interested in checking that out. And yeah, I just want to kind of touch base with you guys because I've been doing mainly podcasts this year on, you know, your dream customer, dealing with a comparison. And I kind of want to just take a moment to talk about 2021. And let's get into so far what's happened. So I think one of the biggest challenges for 2021 is that a lot of us thought that 2021 would be different than 2020. And I mean, personally, I was not convinced when we started 2021 that it would be different because where I live in Toronto, unfortunately, a lot of people got together over the holidays. Obviously, it's still the pandemic and cases went up astronomically in our area. And yeah, I just... It's been like a bit of a wild year because actually in Toronto, we locked down everything from hair salons, nail salons, dining in, I think in November, and then went into a state of emergency in late December over the holidays. And then everybody got together anyways. COVID cases went crazy. And unfortunately, many, many people died. 
And then I think it was like a hundred days later, we came out of emergency lockdown or sorry, the state of emergency. So now we're in a gray zone lockdown, which means nothing to anybody outside of Canada. But for us, it means we can actually do some stuff, not a lot, but some. So it's just been a really kind of like feels like 2020 on repeat, if you will, which is kind of, yeah, a little stressful because for running a business, especially one that's not fully digitized, you know, you have to have people in an office and shipping and all that kind of stuff. So let's layer on top of that, the fact that in 2021, I lost two part-time people and three full-time people and full-time managers. So five people, my team at the beginning of the year was 12, I guess. So that's like almost half my team. So you can only imagine <laughs> that's so stressful. Plus I hurt my back really badly in December and I'm still healing from that, which is crazy. So I'm not telling you this to get sympathy, by the way. I'm sharing this with you to tell you that if you're having a crap show of a 2021 or March or maybe the last couple of weeks, you are not alone. I've talked to a number of business owners who are also facing some of the same things. And not to say that like misery loves company, but you know, use this as a time to reevaluate what you're doing and why. And that may sound really basic, but the one thing I've realized throughout this past year is that you really have to love what you're doing because when the chips are down and when people quit, whether it's with notice or without notice, you know, you're left holding the bag. And if you don't really love what you do, you're not going to be able to get through this. And for many of you that are just starting to scale and hire employees, you may not have had some of these experiences. Like, you know, I definitely up until I think the beginning of 2021, I had, you know, many of those employees that left are like two, three year employees, some four. So I had not had as much shift in the business and employees, which I felt very lucky for. But you know, it is part of running a business. HR, as you scale, you need to hire people. That's just the reality. You can't do any, everything and anything yourself forever or else you'll throttle your growth as a brand. So you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's just part of running a business. So I would say we're coming into the end of Q1 in 2021. So Jan, March or Jan, Feb, March, depending on what your fiscal year is, might look different for you. But this is a great time to evaluate. So like, where did you think you were going to be at the end of March, 2021? What have you achieved? What are your revenue goals? Where are you at with your revenue and all those key metrics that you need to be tracking, like your conversion rate, your average order value, your repeat customer rate, your traffic, is it growing or declining versus last year or over last quarter? This is the time to really dig into the metrics because it's one thing to have a business that's maybe not growing as fast as you want it to, or maybe declining, or maybe it's growing, but it's missing the goals. The next layer of that is to understand why. So, you know, as much as it sucks when your business isn't hitting the goals, and right now my business is not hitting the goals for March, we missed our goal slightly for January and we crushed our goal in February, but in March we're missing it by like a lot. You know, the thing you need to do is understand why, because you don't want to repeat that mistake. So if you're having a great 2021, you may not even need this episode. You may just want to like fast forward this one or send it to a friend perhaps who's having a tough 2021 to let them know that you're thinking of them. But 
everything in my mind starts with a post-mortem review. So it starts with reviewing the last three months. What worked? What didn't work? What are you going to start doing? And what are you going to stop doing? So when I go through what worked for my brand, it's actually really tough to see because I feel very much in the weeds right now. I think we had some product launches that worked. I think putting in a lot of systems have worked in the business and processes. And I think, you know, rolling out some of our new photography and stuff like that worked. But a lot of things did not work in Q1. So, you know, we launched a couple of products that weren't very successful. We misforecasted inventory and overproduced items that would be out of stocks or sorry, out of season. So now we have a lot of markdown inventory. Another thing that didn't work, obviously losing employees. That sucks. And figuring out why that happened and how to prevent it in the future. I would say I worked too much this quarter for sure. My health was a struggle and just really not focusing on what I want to do in the business. So what I want to start doing in the business is doing more leadership, more creative projects, more dynamic things. Bring that product development is really something that I love, but I've been pulled out of that completely. And so I made intentional efforts towards the back half of the quarter to get involved in product development at the ground level. You know, something I want to stop doing is all this administrative stuff. <laughs> I would love to stop that because, you know, if you're doing a lot of admin stuff on a daily basis, you know, you're eating up so much time when you could be spending that on something else. So this is a good message for anybody who hasn't hired or maybe they're just getting started hiring. You know, start thinking about my mentor gave me a great idea, which I'm going to do is to create a quadrant. So you basically draw like a plus, a big plus sign in the middle of the page and you have like good at, bad at along one of the axes and love to do, hate to do along the other axes. And you just map out, you know, the key functions of your role. So let's say, you know, you do a lot of bookkeeping and you are, you love to do it and you're good at it. So you probably put that in like the top right quadrant. Let's say you do a lot of recruiting and you hate that, but you're good at it. So you put that probably at like the bottom quadrant. And let's say, you know, you're doing graphic design, but you're really crappy at it. So, and you hate it, but you're doing it because you feel like you're too cheap to pay somebody to do it, let's say. That's going to go to a totally different quadrant. And then you use that quadrant to identify like, where are you missing out? So where could you hire somebody to take some of those things off your plate that you don't love to do? And maybe those things that maybe you love to do, but you're not that great at, depending on where you are in your business. So for example, with me, I love to do design. I'm pretty good at design, but I'm not a designer. So I that's a crucial function in my business. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I hate doing. I hate, hmm, I actually don't love project management, even though I'm very good at it. So I would say I hate project management, but I'm good at it. So that's something that like eventually I might migrate to like a role. Let me give you an example of something I love to do, but suck at. Oh, I love sketching new designs, but I'm terrible at it. Like they end up looking awful. So that's definitely something a designer should be doing. And what is something I hate doing and I'm not good at? <laughs> I would say HR right now, but I think I'm not giving myself enough credit. Mm, probably making big bets. Like I'm not really great at making risky decisions, which 
sometimes you need to make in a business to grow. So I would say that's like an example. So try your own quadrant. So again, you're going to draw like a big X in the page or a plus sign. You're going to put love to do, hate to do, good at, and not so good at along the other axes and play around with that and see where that takes you. And that should give you some really revealing answers for Q2 that you can go into and then decide if you want to hire out some of this stuff to people as well. I definitely recommend if you do have a team and if you have had a bit of a rocky quarter that you do spend some time with the team telling them about it and being pretty transparent. So I'm a big fan of transparency. I think it helps get people on board. Some people are worried that it makes team members anxious, but if you're missing your targets and you're missing your financial goals and you're staffed up for that, you know, that is something that everybody needs to get on board with. Because if you don't tell people that, they're going to go out and make decisions and prioritize things differently. So as an example, let's say you're struggling with sales and you've got somebody in place helping you with marketing and they've got like, you know, 10 things on their plate. Maybe they're managing some Facebook ads and some influencer marketing and some emails. You know, if you're really struggling with sales, I probably wouldn't prioritize influencer marketing. No offense to influencers who listen to this podcast, but it just does not move the needle when it comes to marketing. It's a very long-term play. You want quick sales? Send out an email. You know, boost your Facebook ads. Look into optimization for that. So really start to engage with your employees and your team members and your contractors and let them know what the current state is. Like the business is doing this. We wanted to do that. And this is where the gap is. And that transparency will really get them on board with your goals and make sure they're aligned with what you want to achieve in your business. Definitely look at the analytics. So don't be afraid to look under the hood and not just at like the KPIs for e-commerce, but look at like their profit and loss. So if you're not looking at your profit and loss monthly for your business, you're really, really missing out. That is super, super important. Waiting for a quarter to pass, especially if you're doing over $25,000 in revenue, is really dangerous for profit and loss in a product-based business. Once you hit probably 25 to 50K in revenue, you need to be doing monthly profit and loss statements with your accountant or bookkeeper so you can get an idea of your cash position. That is so, so important. The next thing I think is valuable to think about is thinking about trends. So one thing that's interesting about this year is that, you know, while I said things are kind of the same as last year for me in Canada, in the U.S., things are a lot different. So that market is opening up. There's a lot more vaccines. People are opening up, you know, retail stores again. So if you're an e-commerce retailer who's been benefiting from the fact that like retail brick and mortar stores have been closed, then you may want to look at your strategy and see if you're equipped for that. Just like I talked about in the Facebook group the other day for our Brave and Boss entrepreneurs, you know, if you've pivoted to selling something that is pandemic specific, like masks or loungewear or board games or something like that, get ready for the rebound from that. There's going to be people who are just going to start to reject that type of product as they go back into work and as they want to spend more time outside. So start thinking about the trends that are coming down the pipeline and how you can tailor your business and pivot into those trends. Otherwise, you could be left behind and just peddling the same stuff that you've been selling the whole time in 2020, and then everybody else has moved on. And that's important to stay ahead of the trends. Like there was an article saying that there's going to be a lot of revenge travel and revenge shopping, you know, people buying bodycon dresses and booking trips around the world. So how can you be a part of that kind of like 
what they call roaring 20s mentality because the 20s, roaring 20s apparently happened after the pandemic flu, the Spanish flu. So like there was this time where like all of a sudden people just wanted to get out and party because they'd been so suppressed for a few years. It's so interesting because I don't remember learning about the Spanish flu in history at all, which is weird. I feel like people should have talked about that more. But anyways, so are you ready for that as a brand and as a business? And what does that look like for you? Does that look like opening up a retail bricks and mortar? Does that look like planning events out farther? Does that look like shifting your assortment or your product base? Like what do you need to do now to be prepared for that? And the last thing I'm going to say before I wrap up is that try not to get too discouraged. Everybody has really crappy quarters. I have crappy quarters. You know, you have crappy quarters. A big VC funded brands have crappy quarters. It is not the end of the world. If you were just starting out in your year and you're having a bad three months, it is just the beginning of the year. There's so much time to turn this around. What's important is that you acknowledge that there's a problem and you start to work on solutions and you ask for help, whether it's from a business coach, a mentor, an investor, a close friend, and you spend time with them looking at your business critically and seeing where you can do better. All right. Thanks for listening to this one. I hope you found some value in some ways to kickstart 2021 and get yourself back on the right track. I know just talking about it myself helped me feel better. So thank you for indulging this podcast and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.